Spring 1148. In the center of the Mouse territories sits Lockhaven, a citadel of stone, home of the Mouse Guard. It is the guard's duty to patrol the wilderness while other mice live simple lives in their homes. A guard mouse devotes themselves to maintaining a society to which they do not truly belong, doing the impossible because it matters not what you fight, but what you fight for. This is the story of one such mission. Hey there everybody and welcome back to Six Feet Under. Right now we're going to play our very first session of our new long-term campaign, Mouse Guard. Uh, my name's Grant, I'll be your GM for this campaign. And uh, in the patrol today, we have Ashlyn, Drackle, and Gnome. Why don't you all give yourselves a quick introductions and like a, a sentence or two about your mouse. Uh, I've been playing Francesca. She is a patrol leader in the Mouse Guard. Uh, she is a black fur colored mouse, and actually her hometown is right here in Lockhaven, and that's where her parents are too, because they also serve in the Mouse Guard. Alright, my, my cloak is purple. Alright, she, she's a legacy, sort of. And, uh, if there were such a thing as a legacy admissions, that's what she would be. Yeah, something like that. Something like that. It's got a, a family history to, to uphold. All right, Drackel, what's your mouse's name? And tell us about him a bit, please. I am playing Tander. I'm a, a, a young upstart, and I'm looking forward to going on a fun adventure. I want to swing my sword, and I want to swash some buckles, and I don't know much else. <laughs> Yeah, you're, you're young, you're fresh. We're about to see what uh, Destiny has in store for Tander, for sure. Uh, hi, I'm Gnome. I am playing a mouse named Marks. His fur is white, his cloak is pink, and he is primarily a healer and a cook. And he is here to protect the innocent and defend the mouse nation. The common mouse. Yeah. The working mouse. The working mouse, yes. Definitely, definitely common mouse before government of mice. <laughs> oh, I should have mentioned I'm, uh, I am a brown mouse with red, like, scarf. I haven't earned a cloak yet. Nice, nice. So, it is spring of the year 1148. The winter season has broken. Thaw has come across the mouse territories. And just before being sent out on the first mission of the year. What's Marks up to? Marks spends most of the winter in Lockhaven in the kitchens, helping with the, the soup and such. So they're still there for a little longer, but now that spring is starting, they know that they're going to be sent out soon, so they're getting antsy. They're ready to get back <laughs> in the wild. Going a little stir-crazy with all the stirring? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Okay. So uh, then our camera moves through the mason walls of, of the fortress of Lockhaven, and we find Tander. Tander, is this your first spring or second spring? Uh, I think this is my first spring here. Okay. So you've been spending time apprenticed to uh, an artisan here in Lockhaven, but now you're a tender paw proper about to go out and see the territories. Mm-hmm. And I've been... My free time between that and this has been mostly spent 
training at the uh, the barracks, swinging my sword at a at a dummy, swinging other weapons at a dummy, whatever I can find, practicing my dramatic role. <laughs> so, F- Francesca, as the mentor to Young Tander, are are you there uh, in this training session, or are we finding you somewhere else today? I think I'm watching over him because he was just assigned to me, and your form is just wrong. Don't use the broad side of the sword, use the sharp end. But it looks cooler from this angle. Oh, this kid's got a long way to go. A young patrol mouse named Sadie, she was just formally inducted and and given her cloak a few short weeks ago in the middle of winter, uh, approaches the two of you and says that you are summoned by Gwendolyn, that you have a mission to undertake. Oh, hot dang. Let's head off, Tenderpaw. To adventure, thrust my sword dramatically into the air. Ah, watch it. You spoke me. Ducking around a corner and heading uh, down a short staircase, Sadie delivers the same message to Marks. Ah, finally. I've been getting... Marks doesn't finish the thought and just hustles after Sadie. (laughs) You meet Gwendolyn in her office. On the table nearby, there is a map of the territories with almost like board game meeples marking where the few guard members and patrols out on assignments during the winter who've not yet returned are, but it's thin, the winter being as it is. But you can tell it's about to get a lot more full because next to that there's a stack of of correspondence, all sealed of course, and you're not nosy Nellies, but you know that means missions to be assigned. Gwendolyn is a older mouse in her early 30s. Uh, she is dressed with uh, the robes of the matriarch and is immediately down to business. She greets you all and says, I see we have some of the guard's finest, and I handpicked you all. I think you're going to be well-suited to this mission. We are here to serve. You honor us. Uh, As you know, uh, we had a wonderful harvest across the territories in the fall. What you may not know is that some of that has been earmarked, purchased by some wealthy investors who would like to found a new settlement. This has been in the works for a while, and so they thought it would be best to uh, strike while the iron's hot, I suppose, but that means a uh, large caravan that will need to be guarded, uh, much larger than the usual coming out of Ivydale. So this is something much more than just escorting a merchant between guards. No, you are escorting a number of merchants. In fact, the governor of Ivydale herself is going to be on this march. You hold the fate of a settlement that does not yet exist in your hands. Not only will this new town need grain for seeding its own fields, but also for feeding the people who are set to be building its homes and everything else. All right. We understand, and we'll see it done. Your mission is to go to Ivydale and meet the caravan. There's going to be another patrol there waiting for you. You and this other patrol will be escorting it to, and uh, she points to a blank spot on the map, just a couple days' journey northwest of Lockhaven. Some scouts found a hollow there that should be ideal. So now... Now that you have your mission, it is time to set goals. Uh, my goal for Marks will be that no civilian comes to harm. I don't want anybody hurt. It's just a simple trip. 
All right, that's cool. I like that. My goal is to give a swift thrashing to anyone who wants to do harm to this these wagons full of guys. I, I haven't worked on my speeches yet. <laughs> Goals can be a little more specific. You just want it to be, I want to beat up a monster. It can be. Well, I, I know my mission is to protect the caravan. I, I know, I understand that at least. Okay. Now, is your mission is your goal to protect the caravan, or is your goal to be seen protecting the caravan? Well, I really would like to get into some get, to get into some combat, but. I think that would be a little selfish to declare outright. All right. I mean, that's okay, though. <laughs> I want to see some action. Goal, fight something. Yeah. Uh, Francesca's goal is going to be, I will see that the seeds of tomorrow are planted today, or, well, whatever day we get there. That seems a little vague. What does that mean, concrete? Do like you mean literal to... seeds? Yeah. Th- does, like does that actual mean, farming. like, are, are you... Are you going to help uh, them plant the seeds? So are, are you trying to say, I will ensure that the, the grain is delivered to its intended spot? Yeah, I'm specifically about the grain. Okay. okay. <laughs> then, then write that specifically. Goals are not vague. Goals are never allowed to be vague. Okay, now that you have your goals, I'd like everyone to remind the listeners of your uh, beliefs and instincts as well. Playing to your beliefs and instincts, as well as achieving your goals, will get you fun mechanical benefits at the end of the session. Tander's belief is that you should always be striving for bigger things. And his instinct is to always find the perfect solution to any problem. How hard can that be? (laughs) How hard can perfection possibly be? Uh, Francesca's belief is the sweat we pour now prevents blood spilled by innocent mice. And her instinct, never get into danger without at least a path out. Good, good. And Marx? Marx's belief is that no mouse should go hungry while any mouse grows fat. And his instinct is I must always help the hungry and injured. Good thing you're a cook. Yeah, a cook and a healer. A cook and healer, yeah. So now you have your uh, briefing, you have your goals. I think it's time to uh, rustle up your usual gear and head out. Marx carries a shield. It is a metal shield, and it is shaped like an umbrella with a wooden handle, nearly as tall as he is. He also carries some bandages in his pack and has a pet spider named Clooney, who is mostly useless, but, you know, it's a pet. Tander always carries his his sword, which is a a very classic Three Musketeers rapier kind of sword. Mm Mm-hmm. And I usually will carry uh, some map-making, surveying tools as well, since he was trained a bit in making maps and watching the weather. So he'll have a a spyglass and some basic orienteering gear. You are trying to find a place that... uh, You're trying to find a settlement that does not yet exist. Those will be valuable skills. Uh, I would hope they'd have somebody a bit more experienced than me. Uh, I am bringing my axe, which... I just like my axe. It's really nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, all you, it's the only tool you need. Well, I'm also bringing a small knife. It's not for combat, though. It's more to help, like, cut away branches, vines, that sort of thing. Oh, a machete. Yeah, kind of. You know what? I I should play it safe and bring an extra uh, an extra dagger just in case. All right. Outside, you see the results of the annual thaw. 
The, the ground is cold and moist. The grass is brown, but ready for new life to be breathed into it. It's springtime in the territories, early spring. There's still a bit of a chill in the air. You might want to pull that scarf of yours a bit tighter, Tander. I'm not a kid. <laughs> Hold on, let me... You got something for it. Let me, let me clean that off. No, no. I'm not a kid is something only kids say. Oh, no. Uh, if we hurry, we can make it there before sundown, so... Let's hurry. Ah, well, if you want to hurry, I'm going to ask for a uh, pathfinding roll. Or health. Health is a catch-all physical stat. Well, I am trained in pathfinding. I've got basic pathfinding skills. Should we each roll? No, no. Uh, the, the person who is finding the path should make the pathfinder roll. Decide amongst yourselves who that is. Uh, my score is two. Mine is also two, and also I'd assume that our leader would lead. I have a four, so... Yeah. Alright, so that's 46. Mm-hmm. Unless, uh, well, someone could help you, and then you get an extra die from having help. Should we? I mean, yeah, probably. Alright. It sounds like we're both going to help. So that's 66? You're, if you're both helping, then yeah, that sounds like 66. Ew. That is terrible. That is one success. Alright, so here's how failed rolls work in Mouse Guard. They don't fail to get there. Uh, I have a choice to either let them con uh, succeed with a condition or introduce a story twist. Uh, I'm going to say that you make it, but uh, by following this path as quickly as possible, you arrive in uh, Ivydale, all of you hungry. So everyone mark the hungry trait. Okay, that makes sense. Your note, hungry. Uh, do I add that check now to Pathfinder under failure? Yes, another mechanical note. The way you advance your skills in Mouse Guard is by using them. Uh, in order to get an extra point in a skill or an ability, you have to succeed a number of times equal to its rating and you need to fail one fewer than that. So in order for Francesca to go from four Pathfinder to five, she needs to succeed four times and fail three times. So you have to fail in yes. yeah. also in order to? Hmm. Yep. If you're not failing, you're clearly not uh, challenging yourself. So how are you supposed to learn and grow? Uh, so basically you have to make at least seven Pathfinder checks. Mm -hmm. Yes. Which makes it take a long time to level up a good skill in a short time to level up a bad skill. Right. Like your Pathfinder of two, or my Pathfinder of two. You only need to succeed twice and fail once. Yep, just three rolls. So, Ivydale, uh, you find a hard-working town that harvests most of the grain in the territories. If there's going to be a uh, surplus big enough to found a new settlement out of nothing, this is where you're going to find it. Back in the fall, all of Ivydale's residents, young and old, male and female, sit and separate husks from grain during the harvest time. It's also where many of the fibers that, that get harvested are woven into cloth. Some of your cloaks probably come from Ivydale weavers, or at least were woven by raw materials from Ivydale. Well, that means there must be, there must be at least a lot of bakers in this town, then. It is one of the largest settlements in the uh, territories. So there's a lot of everything. There's a bit of everything, but there's mostly farmers and laborers. So while you're 
there, you see uh, exactly what you were told. There are just wagons and wagons lined up near the town gate. And uh, in front of there, you see a familiar patrol. Uh, Francesca, you see your rival, Saxon. Ah, that guy. And uh, Saxon's patrol has a tender pot by the name of Terran. Oh, hi. And speaking with them is Governor Bluebell. You know Ivydale has an elected governor whose uh, biggest duty is overseeing uh, the, the town's trade, uh, trade with other cities. And there's also a magistrate who handles internal disputes, but this isn't an internal thing, so uh, they're not around right now. Hail and well met. The, the governor turns and, and gives a big uh, open arm gesture of welcome. Says, yes, yes, come here, come here. We were just speaking about uh, the arrangements for tomorrow. You'll want to uh, take a rest, of course, I'm sure. It, l- it looks like you've had some time on the road. Yeah, we had a little rough time. We've been running all day. Hearing that, that you had... Uh, a little bit of misfortune on the road. You, you notice a slight snicker on Saxon's face. <laughs> well, some of us got here on time, but in any case, yes. Uh, it will be good to, to expand. I mean, ever since what happened uh, a few years ago, it'll be good to get some people into homes of their own. Agreed. While there is wealth to share, it shall be shared. The governor doesn't really know what to say about that. Is it? Yes, yes. Uh, we'll. Okay, we have two patrols. It makes sense for one to scout ahead and uh, one to stay. Well, I mean, you tell me uh, what makes sense. Would it be better for the other to stay toward the middle uh, or bring up the rear? Hmm. One ahead and one behind is probably safest, but I'm not the tactician. What say you, boss? Well, if we're in... One is in the back, they'll be able to see more in the middle. It'll cover more area in case the back is also ambushed. Yes, yes, of course, of course, of course. Uh, so, do you want to uh, decide or flip for it, or, or what's... I am amenable uh, to the experts. Uh, we traders here, I, I mean, I left my caravanning days behind me a while ago. Governor Bluebell is, is a rather friendly mouse. Yeah. She, she seems easy to get along with. You can tell why people... Uh, you, you can see why folks are happy to vote for her. She has a squeaky clean image. Eh, mice. Well, what do you two think? Where should we station ourselves? Well, let's get uh, this little whelp some experience on the road. We'll go in front. You talking about me? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? You think Mark's just going to smack talk me? Saxon raises uh, an eyebrow again and says, Sure. I mean, uh, I'll have plenty of chance to show my own tender paw the ropes here. Yeah. From the back. Uh, picking up everything you missed. Don't want you to get too bored there, Saxon. All right. So, um. I take the opportunity to wave to, to my friend Taryn. <laughs> and smile and. and Silently brag that I'm I'm got the important job. <laughs> Taryn sticks his tongue out in a friendly way and gives you a thumbs up. 
one more mechanical note. Uh, I think now is time for the first player's turn. The, the GM's turn was pretty short. There was only one check in it this time. But uh, when you reach safety or uh, climax or achieve your goal, uh, it's now time for the players to spend their checks on recovery or pursuing their own goals, etc. Uh, everyone, you all start with one check, and because nobody used a trait against themselves, you all only have that one check. Alright. Well, I think I know what I'm spending it on, because we're all hungry, and I'm I the I figure cook. you're all probably gonna spend yours on trying to alleviate hungry. That yeah. would make sense. I'm just like, I'm just grabbing a handful of brain off the car, honestly, because I can't take care but, of myself. Put that, put that back! That's not yours. I mean, using nature to forage, or, uh... But we're in a town. Yeah. Well, yeah, but... but <laughs> <laughs> using using resources to, you know, buy a meal. Yeah, that was also a thing you can do. Um, yeah. Um, I think it's each extra success lets me feed one extra person. Aha, uh-huh. alright. Let's, let's cook. I've got three points of cook, but I'm also recipe-wise... So that gives me plus one die. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I will lend a hand. I have cooked two. All right, then we rolling five d six. Uh, I certainly hope you get at least one success. I got there two go. successes, so two of us get to eat. <laughs> hey, me and Francisca, and then hey Tander. Mm-hmm. How about you learn how harvesting works? Uh, so that's my turn. I got to feed two of us. So me and Francisca are no longer hungry, but unfortunately I can't feed three of us. Well, what should I just, what do I roll since I don't have any harvesting skill or foraging? Uh, You uh, you can roll nature to forage because it is in a mouse's nature to do that. Or we can Uh, roll the game's luck. Or yeah, you could try uh, try to get that skill. Um, The reason that beginner's luck is really good for tender paws is because how it works is you roll half of either will or health. Um, and since you start with six health, any physical activity you can learn super easy. So I would roll a 3d6? Yes, and any success at all will get you... Um, w- one success will let you learn the skill at rank two. I guess I'll do Harvester. Alright. I've got two fives. Alright, that's a success. Alright, and then you can write Harvester in one of your blank skill slots at rank 2, because that is one success. Or because you passed the check. Alright, so I guess that just means I found a loaf of bread and ate it. (laughs) Well, I mean, it sounds like you were camping outside the city. It it sounds more like you foraged and lived off the, the bounty of the wilderness, like mice do. You found some seeds or whatever. That's a good lesson for you. Uh, well. Because you'll be doing that a lot. <laughs> we'll be doing this a lot when there isn't, like, we're not next to a town with cooking apparatus. Mm. I'd still prefer a pie, though. Uh, 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 now, once you have attempted to use that skill a number of times equal to your current maximum nature rating, oh. you open the skill at a rating of plus two. Oh, oh so I, I was succeed. wrong. So I have to succeed at it three times? Yes. It's um, on your sheet, though. Just not considered yeah, yeah. one. You, you are one third of the way to having the cook skill, which is good. And you uh, uh, the, the uh, harvest, harvest skill, skill yeah. which is good. 
and you also uh, are no longer hungry. That leaves Francesca with a check and no conditions. Hmm. What trouble are you going to get up to, <laughs> or or intrigue? Are you going to uh, to engage in? Hmm. Is, is a prank war about to begin? Are you going to investigate something going on here? <laughs> I, ju- I just got promoted to patrol leader. I don't want to risk that so soon. We're all really new at our ranks, huh? That's fun. I'm curious about Saxon, though. Do you want to mess with Saxon? Because that sounds fun. <laughs> we'll, move, we'll move his wagon to the, to the roof of the the school. Maybe we can do something with a sword. Well, he really, really <laughs> likes that sword. Maybe they could smell like something really bad. What if you find that maybe there's like a... I, I got an idea. What if, I'm sure that there's some there's uh, cheese being made here. Maybe you could find the smelliest cheese you can find and sneak it into his scabbard. Then he goes I'm, not saying I, I'm not saying I've done this, mind you. I heard about it at the um, mouse guard school. I'm really relieved I have an axe instead of a sword now. <laughs> Just can't trust you. Hmm. What else is there to do during uh, our phase? Uh, you can recover, you can initiate a conflict, you can uh, basically <laughs> anything, anything that would... Uh, necessitate a roll is a thing you can do. You can recover, find an old friend, fashion new armor, pick a fight, buy a gift for your love. Those are some examples. I was looking it up just now. Uh, hmm. And you're in a well-appointed and and well-populated agricultural town. Yeah. Like, if there's a skill you want to start improving, just look down your list and be like, hey, Uh. I could roll this for whatever reason, and then make up a reason. That's true. I could work on my cooking skill, too. Well, you could have cooked for me, then. <laughs> Coulda. Didn't. No. You got to learn a new lesson. That's important. Meanwhile, I like to think that Francesca just now learned how to cook, because her mom was like, No, you need to learn something new. You're getting too dedicated to the guard. How are you going to settle down later? You could watch the weather. Oh, I do have weather watcher. We could declare the weather for our first trek of our journey. Yeah. Okay, I like that. Let's do that. I'll spend my check and start working on weather watching. All right. Uh, this is a versus test against the springs rating. Uh, mm. So roll your roll, and I'll roll for the spring, and we'll see who gets more successes. <laughs> Good luck, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're doing dueling with Mother Nature. All right, let's see what's in the skies. Spring's an unpredictable season, so it's status six. I got one success. Uh, the spring got four. You do not successfully... Uh, I mean, you can see what's coming. Uh, you just don't get to pick what's coming. There is uh, rain on the horizon. Mm. Uh, tomorrow's the, uh, journey, the first leg, will be a wet one. Mm-hmm. All right, so uh, that's the end of the player's turn uh do you all have any sort of like personal scenes like interpersonal does anybody want to have a dialogue with somebody before uh we move on i'll and, go and be... talk to to my friend taryn sure 
Uh, you can't try to leverage anything out of him because that I, would spend a uh, check. I'm sorry, Taryn is a is a girl mouse. Okay. I missed that. I apologize. <laughs> so yeah, she is. Uh, I mean, Saxon and Rand and uh, Kenzie are are camped uh, outside the city, similar to you. Uh, I guess none of them have family in town, but they're they're making do. And yeah, it's Taryn's watch, and she is happy to see you. Hey, hey, how's it going? Been a while. It hasn't been that long. Yeah, but, you know, I got a super important job now. I mean, well, yeah, this is this is exciting. Oh, uh, question. Is this Terran's first spring out in the territories as well? Uh, I think no. I think she's been in the guard longer than, than Tander has. All right. Is she still a Tenderpaw or has is she an actual light guard mouse? She might actually be a guard mouse at this point. Okay. Then right, let's a, retcon all those retcon times I <laughs> that previous that like, I said otherwise before. in a previous scene. All right, cool. She's been promoted, and Tander just found out right now. Yeah, <laughs> that was those scenes were from Tander's point of view. He didn't have the information. So yeah, I, I guess she got uh, promoted over the winter, maybe as as sure. uh, yeah. yeah. So like a month ago with all the other promotions. Yeah, she, she was a two-year tenderpaw, but she's doing good. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm very proud of you. This is an exciting way to, to first come out here. I mean, I, I remember when I was in your shoes after uh, all that time in my apprenticeship watching guard mice come and go from uh, in the glazier's shop, you know, just... You can only blow so much glass before you want to go and, and see something. Yeah, I'm hoping we get to see at least a little bit of action. Well, it sounds like the action you're most likely to find is uh, is your mentor in Saxon. Uh, I don't know what their deal is. It's not. I don't really care though, honestly. They're they're just too alike. That's all it is. Panda is too cool for school. Francesca can hear this, and she is getting miffed. Sounds like they're both pretty tough, but Francesca's taught me a lot, too, I guess. Alright, you... You're gonna need your rest, though. Ah, I ran all the way here. I feel fine. <laughs> uh, she's going to think that's a joke, whether it was or not. I'll leave you to it, but I'll be sure to leave a bandit for you up at the front. You really shouldn't be so foolish with uh, people's livelihoods, but okay, it was nice talking to you. Uh, Alright, does anybody else have anything? I think I just passed by Saxon and just say his name. Saxon. <laughs> just glaring. Later in the night, it's Saxon's watch in their camp. Uh, <laughs> Saxon's at the inn and Francesca's in the window looking. <laughs> no, no, we're both camped out, but we're like, our camps are like <laughs> 20 feet apart, so it's Francisco <laughs> and Saxon's watch, and they're both just staring at each other. They're facing each other silent the entire night. We're both between the tents, and... What guard duty? Uh, Mark's? Uh... Mark's watch goes completely uneventfully compared to these two's. <laughs> it's just a regular night watch. Nothing guess, happens. Uh, your opposite would be Rand, just shield and shield. Uh, okay. Just two shields. 
we're actually watching all the places around the camp instead of each other where there will be no threat because we're mouse guard. <laughs> Alright, so uh, day breaks. Uh, most people in town are woken by the sound of light rain that uh, Francesca predicted. It, it sure did come. Uh, so you're a bit wet. It's warmer than it was yesterday. So that's, uh, at least it is until the, the water starts to get in, into your fur. It's not entirely pleasant. Uh, nothing what's in the stink of wet mouse fur. <laughs> the, uh, the, the merchants actually rolling the wagons are up and about, and that's exactly what you hear them say. They're, they're a grumbly lot. Uh, all ages, uh, just, there, there's a lot of carts to be moved, so there's a, a lot of mice here for the moving. Uh, but, you know, a, a town is still a town. They, they all know each other. They, they're, uh, this is something they've been preparing for for a while, and, and they start to get hitched a little later in the day than you might like. What do you do? Well, I mean, nothing to it but to wait till they're ready to go. Okay. We're guarding them. We're not, like, rushing or anything. Uh, Governor Bluebell is is going around checking with... uh, It it looks like she's arranged some sort of hierarchy where the the older, more trusted uh, merchants uh, are uh, responsible for a few others, so she doesn't have to check with everybody, just a few sort of, like, caravan captains. She made badges. Uh... (laughs) Uh, and, and so, yeah, everybody's ready to go except for the complaining, and you set out, unfortunately, uh, between the increased temperature and now the rain. Uh, it's pretty muddy out there. It's taking you a lot longer to get uh, back the way you came because you're, you're headed toward and then beyond Lockhaven again uh, because now you have these heavy uh, carts and their wheels are sinking in the mud. What do you do? Oh, money gets really bad for mice. I think we could probably try to find, like, the driest routes possible. Like, there won't be any really dry routes, but we could try to find a path. Like, a better okay. route so that the wagons don't get so stuck. Uh, this sounds like a scout test. I was going to say Pathfinder, but yeah, they're the mm. same for me either way. Um, and one of the, one of the like mouse guards... scout test. <laughs> one of the one of the other mouse guard rules uh which will probably be coming up more like starting right now is the person who proposes a plan has to do it because it's their bum, idea bum, bum. so i will roll a scout test since that was asked of me uh i have I... not i don't have any appropriate wises uh but i am driven so i'm gonna use my tenacity to give me an extra die Okay. Now, using a trait, using a trait to benefit you is obviously beneficial. Yes. But you, uh, it does not help you earn checks to spend in the player's turn. That's why using traits against you yep. isn't really against you. Yeah, it gives you more checks for recovery and such. So you should do that. But for now, Every once in a while, yeah, I'm doing the job that I volunteered us for and looking ahead for the best route. And I got two successes. All right, that's a success. Yeah, it was, it was uh, obstacle two. That was a pretty good one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, as you lead this path, it's not direct; it's winding, and the uh, um, 
the, the merchants are grumbling even more at that, but at least they're moving until one of them pops a wheel off the wagon, or, or rather one of the wagons pops a wheel. And uh, the, the governor comes in, all right, everybody stop. This, this only works if we stay together. Uh, how long is it going to take to repair this? She, she goes immediately into problem-solving administrative mode. Uh, it looks like this is going to take uh, about half an hour, maybe longer. Hmm. Um, I've got some skill in boat craft. Maybe I could help. I Wagons mean, are like boats on land. You can make <laughs> a boat watertight. I mean, I mean you, you can make a wagon watertight, but boats don't have wheels. Boats don't really have axles. They have one wheel. Some of them. The steering the wheel doesn't really count. <laughs> yeah. The steering wheel doesn't count, I think. Yeah, we don't have any carpenters, so... That, I should learn carpentry, probably. You can start trying to learn carpentry. Um, you do still have that health six for beginner's luck. All right, I'll I'll help. I I can do this. Go get him, Tander. Uh, there, there's also the option of using nature, uh, which is uh, different. How is it different? You could roll your entire nature, but it would not start you on the path to learning the skill, and also because putting uh, wheels and axles back together isn't really part of mouse nature, it would tax it. Yeah. Nah, I'd uh, rather use health. Yeah. When you tax nature, it will lower the rating by one. You, like, you still, like, so if you're, my rating is four out of four, it'd become three out of four. Temporarily. Yes, least. temporarily. It'll eventually recover. I'm um, sticking to, to health. Okay. I got a five and a six. Okay, yeah, wow. Uh, looks like that half hour went down to only about ten minutes. You're, you're back on the road again, and there, there's some shrugs and some eye rolling, and yeah, back uh, back to the grind. Right. Hey, we're not in the mill. <laughs> that's, that's some uh, grain merchant humor for you. So I get a, <laughs> so I get carpentry like um, a third of the way to learning carpentry. Yeah, you get to mark one pass for carpentry. Okay. You're just nailing the skills today. Hmm. I mean, wagons and boats aren't that different. We're, we're going to turn Tander into some sort of skill monkey. Or skill mouse. <laughs> so you monkey. do a tender pause. That's what they're for. You mold them <laughs> like like lumps of clay. You, you've only been on the road a, a little while, and then now there's a break for lunch. And uh, the, the governor comes up, yep, yep, I mean, it's, it's part of the deal. We take care of our, our people well here. It's time to stop. Uh, who brought uh, food? Who, who's got a lunch pail? Uh, and, and who needs to forage? Uh, she, she's administering lunchtime. <laughs> <laughs> I like this very business-like approach to, to the wagon train. Uh, you, you were told that this would only be about 45 minutes or so, but you've, you're noticing the sun has moved more than it should. Uh, Saxon is getting very impatient. He's kicking stones. He's uh, sharpening his sword for no reason. Because <laughs> he has nothing else to do. It was impeccably sharp to begin with. Alright, uh... Well, Marx feels like we should get all get a move on, so I'm gonna give a uh, impassioned speech about how nightfall is bad and we should get going because we don't want to, we want to be somewhere safe when night falls. 
Alright, this is going to be a persuader test. Wouldn't it be order? I'm talking to uh, a crowd. Oh yeah, you're talking to a crowd. This, this is order. You're right. Yeah, you I'm, not, I'm not trying to convince Bluebell to talk to the crowd. I'm just going straight to the merchants. I'm just going to yell at all of them all at once. Ooh, I like the yelling. I will lend <laughs> you my order skill. I'll eat my lunch. <laughs> uh, don't forget if you have appropriate wises, you can also... I do not. My rises, are, my wises are spider wise and recipe wise. <laughs> I'm legends of the guard wise, so I could tell a legend of the, the late guard wagon. Now let me tell you I fine mean... folks about moose. Well, the thing right, about is... wises is actually your wise can help me without putting you at any risk. You can give me a die oh. by telling me about the legend, and I can use that in my speech. Well, I read a story about a wagon that stayed out too late, <laughs> <laughs> got eaten by an owl. Uh, or a moose or something. I don't know what those are, but... <laughs> we don't not talk kernel. about owls. <laughs> Alright, so is that 5d6 then? I'm getting help from both of them. From okay. Tander's Wise and Ashland's Order. This is a versus test against the crowd of merchants' collective will. Okay. It sounds like it's pretty low, though. Uh, that is one success, because I rolled a four, and then two, 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 two. Uh, All right, that's I'm a tie. Assuming... Oh, it's <laughs> a tie. Okay. Oh. Um... I'm going to spend my persona points to tap nature and add that oh. to it. And I think that this is within mouse nature because I'm calling on fear. You know what? Yeah, I'll allow that. <laughs> I'll be nice on, in the first nope, session. I failed anyway. Four failures. Two, three, two, three. If a versus test is ties, there are three ways to break it. They may be used in the following order. A trait may be called to break a tie in your opponent's favor. You may spend a fate point if you have sixes and haven't spent one already, or a tiebreaker roll may be made. A tiebreaker roll is a second versus test between the two opponents. If a skill was used in the initial, will or health must be used to break the tie. So, if the skill was mental or social, use will, yeah. So, um, if will or health was used in the initial roll, nature must be used in the tiebreaker. So I'd be rolling will and they'll be rolling na nature. Yeah, okay, cool. Alright, I got two successes in this roll. Okay, you win. Oh, <laughs> so it's a long and grueling speech. Yeah. <laughs> okay, give me this speech. This is a podcast, after all. We are yeah, we are yeah. embodying characters. All right. So uh, everybody's. This was yes. This is the lunch that runs long. Everybody's uh, talking. Everybody's about like what relaxing gonna... and getting really into it. Some people are talking about what they're going to do with their share of the coins. Some people are just so glad that uh, the rain stopped. Oh, I should have given you, like, a die penalty for, for scouting in the rain. Never oh, yeah, mind. probably. Uh, so, in that case, the rain hasn't stopped yet. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's still here to give someone a penalty somewhere. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, that's, uh, why, why do you think this is taking so long? They, they had to set up their rain flies so they wouldn't get their <laughs> sandwiches wet. Uh, of course, oh. that makes sense. First, I'm going to start... Okay, okay. This is going to start with the, the legend of the wagon that got lost. Mm -hmm. Because it tried to travel at night. Like, about two-thirds of the way into this legend, the merchants are basically rolling their eyes like, Okay, come on, this is like a children's tale. If they... If they all died, how do we have <laughs> the story? Well, they didn't die. That's the thing. Only most of them. There were two survivors who were in the crushed wagon that the owl couldn't reach, and they had to crawl back to town, one on three legs. Do you want to be the three-legged mouse? Do you? 
I'm slightly insulted because my mom is missing an arm. <laughs> I don't think I'm aware of that fact at this point, so... <laughs> I don't uh, think so. So, uh, yeah, I'm drawing on their fear for this final bit. Yeah. And uh, seeing the uh, shifty eyes and people just sort of shifting in their seat, uh, Governor Bluebell is like, all right, okay, okay, I got it. Uh, yeah. You know, time is time, and we've, we've got a job to do. We have an appointment to yeah. keep. So uh, she, she gets her caravan captains to, to roll up those rain flies. Tear down their barbecues. And then as... Uh, <laughs> As you head back to the front, that's when Francesca walks out and is like, you, you know my mom is missing an arm. No. <laughs> my apologies for the metaphor. God, what if she was the one? What if she was the one in that wagon? Oh, that'd be horrible. I, I mean, it's a legend. I don't think it's true. I mean, I kind of made up the thing about the survivors anyway. I mean, no one survives an owl attack, right? Uh, that's how legends work. Owls aren't to be trifled with. If you can avoid owls, owl avoid owls. Just don't go out at night, and you won't Everyone. have problems with owls. Everyone says that if you see an owl, you're already dead. Pretty much, yeah. Like, just don't mess with owls. Is anybody... This is a question that I don't think I can ask without creating its answer. But is anybody suspicious of what's going on today? What do you mean, suspicious? <laughs> There's a bunch of wagons full of old people with bunch of grain. whole bunch of grain. Oh, there's a little less grain. Uh, it, it looks like behind you, there was a, uh, one of them capsized, and now everybody's gotta stop again, so we stick together while each seed is picked up Aww. individually one at a time. I'm going to mark Driven against me, because I am dedicated to the cause and not noticing these obviously suspicious acts slowing us down. I, I believe in the cause, the mission I was given. So yeah, here here we are. Me, uh, while Marx is merely impatient, uh, that is still happening. One bit of grain at a time is going back in this righted caravan wagon uh, in the early afternoon. Well, this is already finally gets my uh, goal. We need that grain. We can't we can't leave it behind. That's true. Can we motivate some of these marchers to help pick it up so we can get going faster? Uh, if you want to make a big speech to everyone, that would be an order test of yours. If you want to uh, speak to the governor or maybe one of the uh, caravan captains, you know, some somebody these people trust and and already respect, that would be a, a persuader one-on-one -on -one with them. Uh, I will tap my guard's honor traits because this is... Because we have sworn to help this caravan and making sure that this entire crane shipment makes it in on time. That's on me. Mm -hmm. That's on all of us. Yeah. Are, are you speaking to the governor? Are you speaking to uh, anyone else in particular? I will be speaking to the governor. Okay. So uh, she is one of those mice picking up grains one at a time. She's left-handed. Just so bend down, picks one up with her left paw, puts it in the the wagon. Bends down, picks one up with her left paw over and over again. Well, see, Very she, rhythmic. She understands. We, we need to pick it up. We just need to get everyone else out here to help. Arms are only so long. We can only fit so many people around here. I think we're doing a pretty good job. Just awful, awful luck today. Awful luck. So, like, it actually is kind of crowded? And... They could be going faster, you know? And 
you're, you're trying, you want to convince them to like, all right, let's do this efficiently and let's get a move on. No more of these accidents, right? That That's your yeah. goal? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, my persuasion is that we need to get put our 110% into this. All of us. So that means getting this grain up faster, getting it packed. Everyone help me out and let's get back on the road. All right. This is going to be a versus test against her will again. All right. That is two successes. Uh, also two successes. So what would I roll for a tiebreaker then? You would roll will. She would roll nature. Ooh, I have a high will, so three successes. Oh, well, she only has three will, so it's probably going to come in your favor. It does. Hooray. All right, all right. Uh, she gathers everybody up like, okay, baskets, please. Lend me your baskets, and let's get this quick. These, these uh, guard are right. Let, let's take care of it. So you're finally making better time. Uh, is there anything uh, else you'd like to uh, take care of before I Well, now that we're at mid-afternoon, I'm realizing that we're going to actually... It's probably going to take a lot of time just to find a place to cover this mu- this many wagons for the night. So we can't even, like, travel That's too true. much longer in the day. We've wasted most of it already. Uh, if we're going to try to appropriately cover it against night predators. How are we... How close are we to Lockhaven? Yeah, you're about halfway there. Alright, I'm going to ask you, uh, our, our young, impetuous Tander, mm-hmm. for a will test. I've got two, five, one, four. That's three success. That's two successes. Okay. It is clear to you that these people are intentionally sandbagging. Mm. I'm gonna pull Francesca aside. Huh? Huh? What? Hey, hey boss? I don't, I don't mean to, like, speak out of, please, you know talk bigger than my britches wherever those are but I get the feeling these people are going slow on purpose that just doesn't make any sense why are we going slow in the rain what kind of stereo motive do they have Hmm. I don't know but I just think they could be moving a lot faster than they have been I'm gonna flag Marks over here and share it with him Mm, you think so I mean do you see how long it took him to pick up that green I'm guessing you have a point. It took him an awful long time to even think about baskets. Yeah. And they were sitting around having lunch at like 3 o'clock in the afternoon? You may be right, but I'm not seeing what much we can do about it at this point. Mm-hmm. I, I, guess I don't know why. I don't know what motive they would have. No. It just doesn't feel right it, to me. Do you want to investigate what motive they would have? It's late enough at night that I'm thinking that... We don't have... We, we need to start, like, tearing down and hiding all this stuff. Circle the wagons. Yeah. But we stand guard. We can watch. We can learn. We can look into this while we're camping for the night. Because there's not much we can do to speed it up today. Today's a lost cause. But there's always tomorrow. I'm kind of curious about what the other guard patrol... I mean, in. if you want, you could go talk to them. I, I, I noticed your 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 old friend Saxton didn't look too happy himself. That's his usual face, though. Tanner, you're uh, you got good eyes, and you seem to be friends with that uh, that other little paw. Why don't you go talk to her a bit? Tell them we sent you if they don't believe you. Okay. And then Marx is probably gonna go start 
telling Bluebell that we need to find, like, a tree to camp under. Like, a big one. Yeah, yeah. But it's getting later-ish. Uh, in the meantime, I'm gonna, like, slink down the, uh, the wagon train. You know, like, you know, I'm just passing a message from the front guard to the rear guard. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, as you go down, uh... Walking uh, against the the path of the caravan, uh, you you catch some eyes of these these merchants and traders, and uh, now that you're suspicious, you know how like when you're suspicious of somebody, everything looks suspicious. Mm-hmm. It's like everyone's a completely different mouse than they were ten minutes ago. And you don't know whether that's just your perception or whether they know that you suspect something or what. But you've got that sense. So you get back to the uh, end of the line, the the other party bringing up the rear, mm-hmm. uh, including Taryn. And she uh, gives you a, a, a wave. She lifts her... What weapon does she have? Do you have an idea? I would wager probably a, a, a similar sword to mine. Okay, yeah. She she salutes. She gives you like a rapier salute, mm. uh, and says, "Hey, uh, what's up?" Hey, uh, and I kind of have you. Did you see something in the front? Is there something uh, we need to watch out for? Yeah, steer around. Yeah, just uh, this this is um um hang back a little bit. We're already in the back. We don't want to get left behind. Yeah, I'm just going to to like making sure my face is pointed away from the caravan. Say, um, we at the front. Uh, we've been thinking, and I don't. We don't know if you guys have noticed it back here, but does it seem suspicious to you how many times we're getting slowed down and stopping on this trip? I mean. Anything can happen in the wilderness. You get this many people out, that that only multiplies, right? Yeah, but this seems... It doesn't seem right to me. I got a bad feeling about this. (sighs) Okay, uh, how can I help? Hmm. Well, I don't really know what's going on, but... I just think that we guards should keep an eye on these merchants. See if they're. See if we spot anything suspicious. All right, I'll keep my eyes open. Thanks. The the governor is in the back uh, with the party, and uh, because you hung back, she's in front of you. But now she's curious. What's going on? Mm-hmm. And so she walks up. So yeah, uh, any mm-hmm. any news? Um, I th- I think we should probably be looking for a, a place to shelter for the night. You know, keep keep this out of. I don't know, crows, uh, eyesight, or, or anything like that. Ah, yes, that's that's why I was uh, coming back to the back. Uh, we at the front of uh, decided it's time to start looking for a, a place to set camp for the night. That's a, that's a good idea. Just making awful, awful time tonight. Tomorrow will be better. I'm sure of it. Meanwhile, Marx is at the front looking for specifically Bluebell. <laughs> like right now. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you know where to find her. She, she's been... Uh, in the back, keeping an eye on. Oh, has she? Okay. Because uh, she's been yelling at us all day, ahead. so I assume she was towards the front. <laughs> she seems that loud. She she's been flitting okay. back and forth. Who wants to talk with the governor, and who wants to give me a survivalist role to uh, find a proper shelter for this caravan? 
I don't have any survivalist skills. I have a three. Alright, then I'll be talking to Bluebell. Which will go great with my untrained persuader and deceiver. So we're trying to find a place to stay. That's survivalist. Would that yeah. Yeah. something that'll yeah. give us cover from the owls and also from like the mooses and the and, um Moose don't hurt you. Tenderball, uh, listen. Moose are our friends, except when they bring coyotes in here. Then they're bad. That doesn't sound very friendly. They don't do it on purpose. Don't worry about it. First, let's resolve that survivalist role. Uh, are you adding any wises? Are you getting help from... Oh, I mean, you're separated from the rest of the patrol. You're yeah. on your own. So yeah. it's up mm. to your own wises and traits if you want to use them. Would trail-wise work? I mean, we're on I mean, one of the official trails. Yeah, well, not anymore. The the That's what was so muddy. Oh, right. That's why we took my windy trail. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's fair. Mm. Yeah, it, it looks like this is just your straight skill, unless you want to uh, use one of your points. You can spend Persona point to add your nature to to add one die per point spent or you can tax your nature to add all of your nature or you can just roll your number because hey who knows i'm thinking we're probably just gonna have to roll flat out all right give me that roll one success okay so uh in in the movie this is happening side by side <laughs> with screen. the with the scene we're about to have the dialogue scene we're about to have so uh, at, at moments in between Mark's and uh, Bluebell's lines we see um, Francesca searching high and low but finding instead of uh, an outcropping or a hollow she finds burrows <clears throat> so uh, back back to that dialogue scene that's playing over this this uh, silent uh, uh, exploration thing. Tander has uh, ha- has shared his suspicions with the other patrol, while Marx is now about to speak with Governor Bluebell. Marx is uh, well, mostly while he believes Tander, he mostly still does believe in the cause of the mission. However, he's not going to discount. Like an official Mouse Guard member's like um, suspicions. Mm-hmm. So he's going to first start out by just saying, "Hey, it's time to break camp. Um, like we need to find somewhere safe. We have uh, Francisca scouting ahead. However, my boys are thinking you're not doing your part. That's." awfully impertinent uh what are you talking about i'm talking about how you broke that wheel now marx doesn't know that she broke the wheel or had anything to do with that at all i'm throwing this accusation out point blank to try to trip her up (laughs) okay i never broke any wheels oh okay you emphasize the i there so who did who did you tell to break a wheel I never told Who did anybody you tell to, break, to a break a wheel. I don't. I I simply don't know what you're talking about, and it's a good thing we're getting uh, close to your home, where maybe you should stay if you're going to get in 
if you're going to let these these accusations get in the way of a mission that uh, this morning you clearly believed in so much. Oh no I'm no so no! I'm so excited. I believe in the mission of the caravan. You're irrelevant to that. I don't see how I can be relevant to the mission of these merchants and traders whom I represent, and the the farmers and the growers and the harvesters who I gave the bounty that they are carting away to this errand. Where are they carting us? To a new settlement. What was the name of the is... settlement? Do you remember? Does it matter to you? Did you forget because we're going somewhere else? It's as yet unnamed. This, if, if you'll remember, nobody has said the name out loud yet. E even Gwendolyn. And like, she Okay. Know. Yeah, that's probably <laughs> true. But uh, Marks is no, making like, it, it up it's as it's in my notes. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Like, Marks isn't too big on solid facts. <laughs> Just wait for somebody to take that quote out of context. Yeah, that'll probably come up at some point, but, you know. I want to Twitter already. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it seems like you've got a hook into something, though yeah. you don't quite know what. If you want something solid, I'm going to ask for... Uh, I mean, it sounds like you're trying to manipulate her into saying something she doesn't want to say. I will roll that at half will to attempt to learn it. Okay. Uh, I'm going to mark or use driven for an extra die, so I have three dice on this. Because uh, otherwise I only have two, and that sucks. And I'll probably still fail at this, because I think it's opposed. All right, one success. Will six. Yeah, I mean, the <laughs> odds are not in your favor. No, they are not. Stranger things have happened. You win. You won that whole <laughs> I guess my needless aggression tripped her up. She's not used to dealing with people who are willing to just say stuff like this to someone of her rank. It doesn't matter what the name of the settlement is. What matters is that these people are going to do the job for which they signed a contract and sell their goods for the price they were promised. We weren't planning so, to sell anything. This was going to set up a new place. We were going to set up a new city. It sounds to me like you never planned for that to begin with. And there's a rendezvous on the way because the people founding the city were outbid. <sighs> Are you happy? Are you proud? Hmm. No, but I don't think you I, are either. I just received word that they'd be a few days late, so we had to make sure the rendezvous lined up. See, but we could always just waited where they were. Sounds to me like this rendezvous isn't really legit. How about I go tell every merchant here about the rendezvous? Ask around a little. We'll see what they have to say about it. And uh, Marks walks off. Okay. Because I'm assuming she's going to panic about that. I think this is about the time where uh, word gets back. Francesca, do you come back and tell people, or are you using uh, your tender paw as an errand uh, as an errand boy for this information? I mean, the latter just makes sense right now. Clearly, clearly. <laughs> tender, Tanner, come here, come here. Mm -hmm. I can't find any uh, safe places to go. You know what I did find? Barrels, just barrels in the ground. Were made by what? Uh, they are uh, about groundhog sized. So what you 
uh, what you know and what you suspect. You know that if the burrows are empty, that's a really safe place to hide. It, it's safe and warm and protected. If it's not empty, it's uh, either inhabited by something that would like to eat the grain or would like to eat the mice. Yeah. It's either rabbits or weasels, and both are bad news when we're transporting tons of grain. And tons of mice. As soon as Marx turns on his heels out uh, to uh, do something with this admission that he got, uh, that's when Tander busts to everyone in the back, uh, Marx, the governor, and the other uh, guard party alike, to, to say that there's a burrow. Uh, and so there's a choice to be made, there's a, a, a risk. What do you all do now that you are all similarly informed? Well, for one thing, I think this probably means that we gotta meet up with the other patrol here and discuss a plan. Yeah, as soon as he hears the news, Saxon unsheathes his sword. <laughs> of course he does. It's his instinct. He's oh, an I know NPC it is. It's in perfect. the book. <laughs> well, I mean, our choices would either be to try and set up a camp outside where we'd be incredibly exposed, or scout the burrow and see if they're abandoned or not. I have strong suspicions they are not. Even just passing through the that area could alert whoever's in the burrows as well, couldn't it? Yeah, it leads straight to an ambush. Even with Saxon Eye and Tander, I don't think our forces are strong enough There's a, for a strong enough ambush. Which means the only option, the only sane option, is retreat. To go back to... to... Oh, no, 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 we're not going to get back to a city. But I mean, we can turn the caravan around, put some distance between us and the burrows, and I guess... There isn't really a good solution at this point. We're in trouble. Yeah, you you failed to find a nearby place that was safe. Uh, so yeah, you you could either be a hunting party. You could try to uh, fashion uh, your own shelter. Uh, you could try to go uh, double, triple time into Lockhaven. You're closer to Lockhaven than Ivydale by now. Uh, surprise, surprise. <laughs> Even with everything that happened. Alright. I know if we ask the other group, Saxon would want to stab them. Absolutely. Yeah. Which I'm not sure we're equipped for, but is an option. How long will it take us, would it take us to get to Lockhaven? I mean, numbers and uh, laden wagons will slow you down. If you're worried about only taking the people, uh, maybe uh, an hour or two. If you're trying to get all the grain, that would double. What's pulling these caravans, by the way? What did I ask? Uh, all the merchants. Oh. This is pulling by hand. Yeah, they're they're big old hand carts. They don't have tiny horses. Rabbits, isn't it? Right. No, rabbits aren't. Rabbits don't follow my order. There are some rabbits that uh, are used as mounts, but they're very sassy. Yeah, <laughs> they're not. They're not a labor animal. At at best, they're a riding animal. Well, I'm sure nobody wants to leave the grain behind. I mean, my goal here is that no civilian comes to harm. I am willing to sacrifice the grain for this greater good, especially since it'll probably still be here tomorrow. Chances are decent of that. Not not great. Not good. Not great. But there but there's a chance. Isn't the grain the greater good? What's your what's your goal again there? My Marks? goal is no civilian comes to harm. It's oh, okay. Uh, 
What's your goal again there, Francesca? I will say that the grain delivered is planted and distributed. Uh, loophole, hmm. it doesn't say right away. <laughs> That's true, but you also can't let anything come to the grain for your goal. So this is what we do. We hide the grain. We hide it? We, yes. Okay, this, this is starting to sound like a plan. We hide the grain, and then we book it. What if we what if we cover the wagons with enough mud to mask the scent? Mud and leaves and such? Yeah. I mean it is spring. There's a lot of leaves from the winter still on the ground. Mm-hmm. And mud has been a factor all day. Yeah. Uh, Alright. It's on Marks now to deliver the plan to the people. I'm still I still think it's risky to leave the grain behind. But um, it's. Uh, I our mean, options part of the danger great. is that we can't hide like forty mice. We could hide yeah. like two mice if like you and Saxon want to stay here. I'm not, you know, I'm up for a fight, but I don't think I would win against a whole burrow full of weasels. I don't think anyone would. Uh, which one of you is, is guard-wise? Uh, in this conversation, in the back of your head, Francesca, Francesca and Tander both, uh, you're, you're reminded of, uh, one of the guard's mottos. Uh, hail all those who are able, any mouse can, any mouse will, but the guard prevail. So, like, if you want to make sure this grain stays safe and hidden, I think the easiest way to do that would just be to have a couple guards stay here to, like, drive off anything that comes close or lead it away, pro- probably, while the rest of us get out of here, get the civilians to a safe place. Here's a question. Are, are you splitting the party, or are you leaving one of those jobs to the other patrol? Yeah. That's the question. Do you want their patrol to guard, or do you do you want the action, Tander? I think this is above my pay grade to decide. Well, you're in the guard, kid. <laughs> this is your decision. Well, I'm not the party leader. No, you're not. I'm going with the people to Lockhaven. It is on you if you want to come with me, or if you want to stay here and guard the grain. I, I look to Francesca. If we're going to have people guarding the grain, we need heavy fighters. And that probably means we're going to have to have you, me, and Saxon here to help. Okay, I'm fi- I'm for that. That seems fine. I'll go get uh, Rand and what was her name? Taryn. Taryn, thank you. And we will lead the group to Lockhaven. All right. Weasels! <laughs> <laughs> Where? Where's the weasels? There are weasels ahead! Scouts found weasel burrows. We are heading to Lockhaven. We will leave the, gu- the grain to the guard. All, all men, move. Hearing this and suspicious, she doesn't know if you're trying to pull something over on her, but she's not willing to call your bluff on weasels. Uh, the governor calls uh, her caravan captains to follow your lead. So yes, you, along with Kenzie, Rand, and Taryn, are uh, uh, organizing these people double time. I'll call for a roll. Actually, yeah, right now. That's exactly it. Uh, this is going to be nature. You are escaping. This, that's the most appropriate skill. One success. 
Okay, uh, unless you do something to increase that result, that is going to be uh, a failure. You can spend a fate point to re-roll all sixes, and the, the re-rolled dice still count as a success. So I get one more die added to this, and that's still a three. Okay, which means I'm not good enough, and I'm probably going to need help. You are able to get there lickety-split if you so choose. However, uh, some... I mean, th- these merchants are not fit uh, wilderness explorers like the, the four guards mice are. Uh, the tight bunch gets longer and longer and eventually splits into two, maybe even three clumps of mice. What do you do? I will lead uh, leave Terran and Rand to lead at the front, and I will head to the back with Kenzie to make sure that everyone stays up. No mouse left behind. So, uh, meanwhile, back at, uh, the, um, back at the caravan, you've been trying to cover, uh, the wagons in in leaves and sticks and mud. That sounded like a good idea. But you hear this whistling noise. Open sound, guys. Ander draws his blade nervously. And looking toward the direction of those burrows, you see the the ground begin to move, begin to lift. Oh. That's not good. And out emerges two whistle pigs. What? Whistle pigs! An adorable name for a groundhog. I did say they were groundhog size burrows. It's just a comparison. I mean, everything's groundhog size. So yeah, uh, they they're sniffing the air. They, uh, uh, I mean, they, they've emerged from hibernation, and when you come out of hibernation, you're pretty hungry, hombre. What do you do? Well, I'm probably making sure that Saxon doesn't automatically try to thrust his sword into them. I mean, with groundhogs are how dangerous are they usually to mice? Besides the whole grain thing. Uh, they're not particularly dangerous. They they do not. They're not carnivorous for one. Uh, their burrows are sometimes occupied by things like foxes and weasels, which is a big danger to the territories. But uh, their their burrowing can also you know destroy farms, unseat foundations. But they themselves are not uh, predators. They're they're not particularly dangerous uh, as far as combat goes. Well, one thing's for certain. We're not going to let that grain fall into their hands because it is the work of the mice that got this grain. uh, uh, Saxon does have his sword drawn. And Terran uh, is doing some swishes and and setting in a stance as well. Uh, She's listening to him for guidance. What do you two do? Worse, if push comes to shove, I have my axe on my shoulders right now. Ready. Uh, I've got my Tanner's got his sword, and he's he's a staring at these 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 pigs. <laughs> Those darn pigs! Is there anything else we could lure them away with? Ah, luring them away—that's a plan. Okay, sounds like the first step would be find something they they want more. And grain. Uh, what is? Yeah, find a way to get them to follow it, and then lead them far away. That sounds like a three-step plan. What do they like to eat? Grain. 
They really like to eat grain. What if somebody gets... Like, scoops them? I mean, it's just two. You could just stab them. Scare them. They might... I mean, they're not predatory, but I'm sure they would fight back if we attacked Mm -hmm. them. Yeah, it'd be a fight. You would have a fight. There would be a fight. Hands up, who here has a sword? Uh, I think all of us. Four hands, right? Oh, three hands, Three hands and and an an axe. Yeah, I don't see any whistle pig hands going up. And yes, scaring them is legitimate as well. Oh, how much bigger are they than us? Groundhog Day was just a few weeks ago. That is what we're talking about. They they pretty big. They are several mile sizes up. Conflict isn't that scary. You'll probably win. <laughs> this like ghostly advice we're getting. Yeah, destroy the pigs. I mean, you could say I'm Saxon right now. <laughs> Let's just kill the pigs. Let's just scare them all. You're Saxon for this scene, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> are they afraid of fire? They're afraid of swords! And fire. Uh, Probably also light your fire. sword on yeah, fire. Yeah, you have a sword that's on... <laughs> uh, no. It's sharp and pointy like I like it. I'm not setting it on fire. Do we have torches? We have swords. Well, I get if you if you really think we can take these things, then, then we'll fight. Well, let's keep fire in mind. Look up Saxon's stats. He has fighter six. Yeah, he thinks he can take them. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Let's let's. You know what? Maybe I'm overthinking it a little bit. You wanted to be brave, right, kiddo? Let's go. Um. Sure. Well, I want to do this peacefully, but we're gonna do this the hard way, and I am fine with that. Uh, Saxon has already charged ahead. Oh. Yeah. Conflicts are kind of neat, though. Because uh, they start with each side declaring a goal. Like, you don't yes. have to just kill them. If our goal is just drive them off, we can just drive I, them my off. My goal is to drive them off. And their goal is probably something like steal our grain. grain. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, uh, now we roll for disposition. This is going to be fun. I thought the big conflict was going to be like a debate. But if it's a, a groundhog fight, I'm happy. Really, you should really take this green. I'm, I meant between the guard and uh, the governor, but okay. I, I thought you meant a debate with the with the guinea pigs. <laughs> yeah, we're debating, no. and we're using blades as our evidence. Uh, starting disposition to represent how strong your side's position is in the conflict. Each team generates a number called disposition. To generate your disposition, consult the conflict type table. This is a fight, so you will be testing your fighter and adding it to uh, either health or nature. Three successes plus four, so we have seven. Seven is good. Seven is good. All right, now each team chooses three actions. We, uh, by team, that means you and me. (laughs) I am the the other team. Uh, attack, defend, feint, and maneuver. Attacks are attacks. Defense is defending. Uh, a feint is some sort of uh, sneak attack or surprise, unexpected tactic. And a maneuver is a play for position to set up something uh, later. And I will pick mine in secret, and then we will figure it We'll reveal and uh, they interact. Each team picks theirs in secret and assigns a mouse to each action. So since you're only two mice, because um, Saxon and Taryn, I guess, are not counting for this fight, 
Maybe maybe they'll fighting one whistle pig and we're fighting. Exactly. That's exactly what I was gonna say. The, there the, you go. The yeah. NPCs are taking one whistle pig, you're taking the other. Francisca gets two actions per turn and the third one goes to Tanner. So you're pulling double weight because you're you're fighting for two. So basically are you gonna attack it and then I can maneuver around it? I I figured that my, most of my actions are gonna be attack because with an axe I get an automatic uh, one success if I succeed. I mean the trade off is I lose a dice for defending the fate, but that's why we have teamwork. Okay, so you'll attack it twice and then I'll I'll move her around try to get behind it or to the side of it. Yeah, make sure you choose your sword's uh specialty. Because you yeah. get one die to one action type for the combat. For the entire combat, and you choose it at the start, so you can choose one of these four types. Well, I guess I'll put it in faint. For the record, by the way, how defend works is it basically is healing in mid-fight. It gives you disposition back. Because you are fighting an animal, to attack you'll be rolling fighter or hunter. To defend, you'll be rolling lore to know things about the animal or nature to, you know, escape and hide. For faint, it'll be fighter or hunter. And for maneuver, that's again lore or nature. Sounds like Francesca is going to attack twice, and then I'm going to maneuver around it. All right, so attack, maneuver, attack. All right, so the whistle pig's first move is maneuver. So if uh, attack versus maneuver is a versus test, roll skills or abilities against each other. High success wins. We got three successes. All right, you win. The axe gets plus one success on a hit, so that is a total of two damage to the whistle pig's disposition. All right, uh, you said that your next uh, thing would be the the kid maneuvering? Yeah. Yes. Uh, the second round for the whistle pig is an attack, so that's again going to be a independent test. Uh, can I use a trait? Yes. It's just a normal roll in pretty much every other way, except we're doing it in a fancy wrapping paper. I've got six, five, three, four. Oh, nice. Spend your margin of success to buy a particular effect. With only one margin of success, you impede them. They get minus one dice on their next action. Oh, nice. Nice, nice. So uh, those first rounds looked like the, the whistle pig seeing these armed mice and just trying to hook around and come from the side. And Francesca, what did your attack look like that in, instead stopped that maneuver? Uh, it was more of a nice wide swing from the side. Okay. Uh, that inspired the whistle pig to defend itself with a swipe out, and what sort of maneuver did you do, Tander, to uh, uh, make that ineffective and instead I- impede it? I think what I did was spotting this perfect opportunity to come around from the side of Francesca, execute my heroic dodge roll underneath <laughs> the, the guinea pig's paw, and then take a swipe at its at its... Leg it's a groundhog, also known as a, a whistle ground. pig, not a guinea pig. I don't know why I keep saying guinea pig, but I, I swipe at its uh, at its leg as I go past, as I roll to the to the other side of it. Okay, so now it has a mouse on either side. Uh, mm-hmm. Its third move is defend, and you said yours was uh, another attack from Francesca. Yep, and you get minus one dice on this roll. That's also a versus test, and yeah, I'm. I'm impeded. Oh, I already rolled. That's two, three successes. Bum, bum, bum. Tiebreaker. Uh, when did the sixes come into, like, 
you can spend a fate point to re-roll all your sixes, and then they count as successes plus whatever you roll in the next two dice. Alright, I will take a fate point off, and let's do it. They are fated to fall by my axe. One success. One success is enough. Okay, you take uh, another two disposition off. Nice. You're now winning in disposition. It's time to pick another three actions. Now that you know how this works, maybe that will change your tactics. Now, Tander is going twice this turn, and Francisca's going once. Tander is uh, extra good at feinting, we decided. Uh, or he decided this round. And pretty good at attacking as well. So, there you go. I think we're going to do... Yeah, we're going to start... I'm going to feint to start, and then Francesca will attack, and then I'll attack. Okay. Uh, the whistle pig's first is maneuver. It really hates being flanked. It's going to try to clear out of that again. So feint versus maneuver is independent. They can both succeed, uh, perhaps. Yeah. So how it works now is you're both rolling against each other or without bothering each other, and you just count successes. Okay. Which means you're just doing straight damage, and they are getting their maneuver without you impeding it. Exactly. And if you can justify using your toughness, you can get an extra die. Yeah, I guess I can try to be imposing to make it look like I'm making another move for it. You know, like I'm like making a big dramatic swing of my sword towards it. Get, all right. I mean, your your goal is to drive it away. So yes. That's three successes. Four things down uh, to only two disposition. This, this flashy show is really making it consider whether. Uh, this is worth it. Uh, <laughs> this, this grain might... Uh, it, it looks, this paleo dial it's not working out for it. It looked like just this bounty sitting out and, and waiting, but oh man, mice with swords. So I'm just like... I'm just, I just picture Tander as this like, swiping a like, big dramatic Z pattern in the air in front of it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, it does maneuver. It does get around with a margin of success of two. Uh, which is to say, rolling two successes, it gains position. It is no longer flanked. It's got two of you in a line, which is why its next move is to attack. What's your next move? If it's going to actually attack us, then I am going to charge straight into it. Both picked attack. This is, a uh, again, an independent test. We're both just going to directly do damage to each other. But I'm rolling seven dice because of my awesome advantage. You might actually get hurt doing this one, but I think you're going to win off this charge. Oh, dang. Three successes. All right, that's it. It charges at you, you charge at it. Axe held high, you swing it right in the face, and it decides, Mm -hmm. nah, I'm out. uh, With that charge, uh, Francesca is, is knocked to the side and into Tander. But instead of going uh, past you toward the uh, the grain, it instead keeps on going, saying, nope, nope, too rich for my blood, uh, basically. Uh, behind you, you see that the other pair has had a similar result. In fact, let me... I'm going to roll a die to see how many uh, disposition they lost. Si- oh, you came out well above... Uh, the other two. <laughs> oh. Oh, are, are the, is my friend okay? Yeah, which one of them took the most of the beating? It's time to go to the rules for compromise. If you lost, but took points off your opponent's disposition, he must offer you a compromise. Uh, let's see, you lost three out of your seven? That's about half. 
if the winner comes out of the conflict with only half his disposition, he owes the loser a significant concession. The loser doesn't get his goal, the, the whistle pig does not get the grain, but imagine he got yeah, halfway there. Or the loser could accept defeat but introduce a new unforeseen complication. Yes, uh, somebody is injured and now this is going to be uh, odds it's Saxon, evens it's uh, Tamron. Uh, Taryn. Okay? Um. It's Saxon. Saxon has been injured. Oh. So now you must care for your bitter rival. <laughs> Sounds like more I lost this entire conflict. I mean, you did take the disposition damage. Yeah, that's true. You got punched by a, by a giant fuzzy thing and then now you have to now you have to now you have to tend to your your most hated rival well the healer ran off somewhere else you're because <laughs> well, yeah. we don't exactly like just not complete hatred it's a rivalry just yeah he's just unpleasant to be around oh i'm sure time. he's not happy about this turn of events either i will i i will rush over to the other team See if my good friend Taryn is okay. Uh, she's shaken. She's got some some scuffs, and uh, uh, she says, "Yeah, it was our plan was to just be big and loud, but uh, <sighs> scared animals, you know, anything can happen." Yeah, how hurt is that? Like, is he can he not walk on his own, or his leg looks like it may need a splint, and he is. Ooh. Uh, his pride is hurt about as badly as his leg. Uh, I'll be, not, not being burdened with the rivalry stuff. I'll offer to help him stand to get him back to the, to one of the wagons. All right, you uh, managed to get him there, but I think uh, it's clear that it's very important he get to somebody with uh, healing skill. And uh, Lockhaven mm-hmm. is the closest settlement. They're they're very good at, at battle wounds. Uh, do we have is there are there any smaller hand carts that don't have any grain in them we could use to You can turn one of these hand carts into one without any grain in it. Pretty easy. Alright. Yeah, but maybe we maybe should we just like dump the grain out and or uh, dump into, it into yeah, into dump it into another cart. Yeah. Do we have any do we have the, enough skill to at least make him a splint? You tell me. <laughs> Uh, b- boss, do you do you know how to to make a splint? Uh, I don't think I have anything like that. All right, well, we're just gonna throw him in the wagon then. Well, who who should take him to Lockhaven? Somebody needs to stay and watch the wagons. Meanwhile, uh, while while this is happening, uh, you, Marks, have been hearing the sounds of battle from uh, where you are between where you left the wagons and the city of Lockhaven. What do you what do you do? I'm just going to use that to edge everyone on with that's that's the weasels. May God be with them. I don't know if we have a concept of that, but <laughs> may, may our deity steward the little. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. No, you're fired. <laughs> I am finding a locker. I'm stuffing you in right now. <laughs> we're, we're in the middle of the woods. Well, you got a bunch of cut wagons. You're getting stuffed in a wagon. 
with with Saxon. <laughs> so you you and Kenzie are uh, still moving, I assume, with the uh, yeah. stragglers, still shepherding them forward. You notice that the governor is not with you. The governor must be in Lockhaven by now. Well, I mean, I'm not too surprised that someone who spent most of their time riding the wagons probably is quick on their feet. Do you want to look for her? Do you want to get all these people to safety ASAP? Do you want to fall back and see what's going on with these sounds of battle? What do you do, Marx? Marx's main goal is to make sure everyone is safe, so I want to ferry everyone to Lockhaven as quickly as possible, but if I notice someone's missing, I'm going to ask if anyone's seen where she went. Okay. Like, did she go on ahead? Does anyone know? We don't want anyone abandoned. I thought I thought she was with you. She was uh, in the back of the caravan for for most of the time. Uh, hmm. I I thought she'd be making sure that we all got here. She's always taken such good care of us and uh, making sure we get the best deals. That's I mean, what I thought too. Getting torn to pieces ain't a very good deal. No, it ain't. <laughs> all right. Um. I guess Marx is gonna try and double back for tracks to see if she went elsewhere, because no mouse left behind. Now that's a scout check as well. Yeah, that makes sense. Can I mark generous for this? For a bonus? So? I, it's not. I'm not giving anything, but like, no. I'm going way out of my way for this. I don't have any. I, I. It's not compassion or nothing. No, I'm not gonna mark it. I just only have two d6, and I was realizing that this is probably gonna fail. All right. well, given given Marx's interactions with the govern, governess no, so far, it sounds like the act of actually looking for her is an act of <laughs> generosity in his... It's more an act of, like, generosity and kindness. Or, I mean, not generosity, like, kindness and compassion is what I mean, which art skills Marx has, so let's just roll 2d6 and fail. Nope, 5-5, five, five, two successes. All right, you succeed. You find her, and you find her, uh exasperated okay so thank you oh thank you thank you i was lost i i everybody got separated i was shepherding people uh and then i lost my own way it's it's so good we have folks like you out here in the wilderness i agree let's get going okay uh i think it's this way and she she points to the west. I'm going to assume that is not you, the correct way. You came from the north. Yeah. That was such a suspicious way to... Oh, I got lost? Yeah. And, and, um, I'm going to put one arm around her shoulders. No <laughs> mouse left behind. And we're going to start walking <laughs> towards Lockheed. A, a little kid leash? Pretty much, yeah. I, I know she's pretty much useless right now all right you arrive at Lockhaven. uh everybody who ran is there uh she you see all of the uh caravan captains the caravan captains all report that uh the individuals they were responsible for are all here it's it's very organized uh so that's that's everybody who made it and then there is a call from the gate strangers arrived the current quartermaster, who I should probably come up with a name for, gives the order to raise the gate, and uh, some wealthy-looking mice, uh, merchants themselves, but very successful ones, uh, walk in. Okay. Uh, uh, at this point, Governor Bluebell just lifts one uh, sort of finger on her paw, 
uh, as if to say, excuse me, and then steps and, and uh, runs to meet them. Well, hurriedly walks. Yeah. Uh, let's check back in with our other two uh, with their injured charge. What's the plan? Are you splitting up again? Someone taking him forward while others stay back? Are you all coming together? If the whistling pigs are gone, then maybe the grain will be safe for the night. I mean, we started hiding the grain already, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did the did the pigs? Did we draw blood from the pigs? Is there blood around? I slapped my axe into one, so yeah, you were definitely stabbing them during all that rolling and such. Yeah. What if the blood might attract something even worse? Superficial, superficial wounds. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna take care to like kick some mud over any blood that I see to try to cover it up, and maybe we should. Uh, I mean, what do you think, boss? So off, trouble is, we either have a tender paw getting Saxon back in, or we're leaving both tender paws here to fend for themselves. Or no. Taryn, like, narrows her eyes. D- d- doesn't this look like a cloak to you? <laughs> and, and it's very cute, dear. I'm really happy for you. You still have a point that either you, you, we would have uh, an inexperienced mouse out alone with a, a wounded person or two inexperienced mice guarding the caravan alone. Well, I assume that uh, when Marks went ahead that he would tell the guards that there's some grain left behind. We need an extra caravan to grab it. Or guard patrol. Guarding. Yeah, but we, but we need to get Saxon medical attention. Can't let a cannon mouse die in the prequel. <laughs> in the first episode, <laughs> we're killing off the misstable characters of ring, the ring. series. Hey, David Peterson, uh, bad news. <laughs> Your entire series was retconned. Whoops. I hope he wasn't needed. You have to rewrite There's that another book. Saxon out there. <laughs> oh, God. Saxon Jr. Is he the Drist of Mouseguard? The Drist? <laughs> Perhaps. Uh, well, this is kind of a tough call here. Because whoever takes Saxon up there has to be ready, because they're going solo. Uh, Taryn is willing. It's her patrol. It's it's her, uh, it's her of, duty. Of the two of us, Taryn is more experienced than I am. I'm certain she knows the way. This is right in Lockhaven's backyard. Yeah, she she is a graduated type of paw to guard mouse, so that's probably the best for it. So I'm gonna go grab Saxon's sword because dropped it back there. You know, this is a serious wound. He doesn't want that sword out of his sight. Yeah, he really likes that sword. Yeah, I just lay it in the cart next to him. I'm not saying a word to him though. I just <laughs> he uh just sort of grabs it and sort of white knuckles this this bit of security, this bit of comfort. Just clutching it to his chest. Holding that hilt for all it's worth. Yeah. Alright, sounds like the plan then. Sounds like the plan. Uh, back in Lockhaven, uh, you can tell, Marx, that the governor is about to uh, solidify the deal. Unless something is done, the uh, 
uh, grain that you've spent all this time and effort trying to get to found a new community will instead be bought out from underneath that community by a higher bidder. So who are these people? Do I recognize any of them? I don't have, like, governor-wise or anything like Chris does, but... I mean, you know a wealthy person when you see him. So she's walking over to go basically sell the grain out from under our folks. Mm-hmm. Um, the grain she does not have. I'm... I... She knows exactly where y'all left it. That's true. She does. I guess I'm gonna go eavesdrop in on the, uh... I'm gonna, like, stick behind her and listen in on what her... Exactly her deal is trying to be. Uh, alright, you... Okay, this is... This is definitely gonna require a skill. What skill would be good for... Sneaking? I mean, scout, I suppose. Deceiver, maybe? I could roll scout. I'm one failure away from having level 3 scout. <laughs> hey! <laughs> so let's roll 2d6 scout. Uh, one success. Congratulations, you leveled up your scout skill. And you heard, uh, exactly, uh, what's going on. Like, they, they, uh, they're haggling to lower the price because now it, it's not in the approved drop-off. And, uh coming to the heart of the guard who, you know, curated uh, who, who helped negotiate the original uh, deal is definitely putting their interests in danger and she's uh, trying to stick to a deal as a deal and they get her down to the point uh, where uh, they're about to walk and she's like okay, okay, but I'm going to need to convince all of them uh, sticking a, a thumb back out to the crowd you've heard everything however it makes you angry yeah i'm angry so um so i'm gonna say oh you mean the grain you left by the weasel burrows uh and the and loud the, enough for the merchants to and the that. wealthy merchants are like yes that's exactly what we've been saying uh 80 of the agreed price and not a coin more no i'm saying you're not getting it there's weasel burrows do you understand the danger of a weasel burrow uh, 60% of the previous price and not a coin more. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, it's not being sold. This is something that only the guard can retrieve at this point. How would you possibly get it? Well, we'll make it worth your while. Even, <laughs> even the guard needs to eat. Oh, uh, we got plenty of food. We're living under a beehive. Well, they're not... Uh, there are more outdoorsmen than there are guard. <laughs> I mean, do you trust your chances against the weasel? Are you going to stick your neck against a weasel? We're getting all this grain at a 40% discount. I will buy somebody who's willing to risk their neck against a weasel. <laughs> and Marx goes chuckling off. But he's like he turns around chuckling, but as he's walking away, he's seething. I'm going straight to Gwendolyn. If she'll have me. Otherwise, I'll just talk to some captain. Uh, I mean, yeah, you go straight to your, your matriarch, Gwendolyn. Yeah. Talk about how... Uh, I love that that's the title. Yeah. <laughs> it was Blue Blossom, was it? Or... Uh, Bluebell. Bluebell. Bluebell was specifically trying to uh, sabotage the guard efforts, is specifically what I'm bringing to So her. you're tattling. Yeah, I'm tattling. I'm bringing it up to the, to the lady up top. About how this whole thing has been a farce, and the plans for the community are not going through without guard intervention. 
So I need more than just me because I ain't enough. Okay, she's in a meeting with a messenger from the the uh, town founders who are just wondering where their grain is. Yeah. <laughs> Why uh, the messenger didn't see it on the way here. You're supposed to be on the opposite side of Lockhaven by now. So this is all... Uh, things are very clear to her now. Yeah. Um, I said that we left... I tell her about how we left it with uh, some capable guardsmen, the shipment, because we didn't trust the people in charge of it. And we fabricated an excuse to get all the merchants here, so mm -hmm. they're safe right now from anything out there. I mean, you've left me... You've... We are found in a difficult position. Uh, we curated this deal, but, I mean, it's not like we're a government. We have no right to dictate to these merchants to whom they sell their wares if they uh I, I it would be kind of them to com uh, return the advance payment they received but uh i suppose that's all we're really within our rights to demand i'm sure they could be convinced otherwise but as far as authority goes well authority's a different matter she's she's very disheartened it, it looks like uh the establishing a new community for this year was something she was very much looking forward to a, a sign of progress and hope yeah i was looking forward to it too marx is feeling very angry and defeated if the matriarch can't do anything what can i do i suppose the answer lies within lies with those who actually own the grain right now that would be the merchants themselves if they can be convinced to stick with the original deal uh, even at a cost uh, th uh, then these uh, people coming in with the uh, deal uh, the under the table deal uh, well, they'll have to leave empty handed except for their pockets laden with coin Marx is, is taking in these words but has nothing to say okay that yeah. makes great radio <laughs> <laughs> yeah sorry it's just I don't know I don't know what to say to this, or what Marx would say in this situation. Marx is feeling very defeated. He has lost today. I guess the question is, are you going to try to convince the uh, merchants to stick with their original commitment? I mean... That seems like the only way forward. Because right now, the thing is, like, while these go against my current the belief they don't really interfere with my instinct or my goal and it's not that much against my belief because it's like the new city should be founded and it sucks that it's not but it also isn't putting anyone in harm this way either it was just wasting a lot of people's time i forgot to clear this with dvac but does it change your mind if like the city is being founded mostly for refugees from owl's hollow oh Oh yes, that does make like, a pretty. I wanted big to difference. check with her if there actually are refugees, but that's that was my idea for why there needs to be a new settlement in the first place. All right, then, then yeah, okay, that changes a few things. Also, one more thing you could probably infer is that, I mean, these guys are just going to hoard the grain and wait until, you know, market prices rebound. And, and turn it over for a profit. Yeah, that seems reasonable. Okay, so so these these rich mice, like how many of them are there? They came in with like what sort of crew or whatever? Uh, like, there's a, a there's a consortium of 
three, and uh, each one has a servant or two carrying baggage. Uh, and they probably have a bunch of laborers who are supposed to take the grain from Filling out there. documents. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think, because rather than try to deal with the merchants who, I can't tell if they're fully in on it, but Bluebell is really committed to this deal that is getting worse all the time, but she seems in on it anyway. I'm wondering if I could go out from under him, or from under them, and just get their laborers to uh, revolt. Yeah. Going out to the people that they're hiring and being all like, Hey, so you know uh, what this grain's for, right? Are you sure you want to be in on this? Like, how much could they reasonably be paying you? And then if their (laughs) answer is probably a fair bit, you can say, well, you know, how about a house in the new settlement? Okay, here's my question. Are you is this an argument with somebody? Are you making a speech? Is this negotiation? It's probably be like one-to-one negotiation with going around just mouse to mouse, but at the same time, like orders my good skill. A great <laughs> a great big uh, speech to all these people. Okay. Yeah, that'd probably be the way to go. Be all like, hey, you know what you're in for, right? You know what they're up to and how this is like completely unethical and going to be really bad for a lot of people who have under a lot of duress. And can't you just find it within your hearts? Okay. Uh, Your opponent is going to be some average Joe laborer mouse. Okay. Uh, So... Can I mark generosity because I'm promising things I don't have? Like, a place in the new settlement. Which actually is probably looking for people to help live there anyway. Probably. I mean... But I don't know that. It's not even (laughs) built yet, so there's definitely demand for laborers right there. Yeah, yeah, they would definitely be employed there. So, you come with us with this this shipment, and, you know, you'll already have a job for, like, the next three years. And probably a place to live after that. Uh, Three successes. And you're definitely going to win because you got more successes than they've got dice. <laughs> so, uh, is there anything else about this this stirring speech in front of the uh, the laborers to, to turn them uh, uh, to basically incite them to strike against this unethical deal? Well, I mean, I am pr- I'm promising them a place in the new mm-hmm. in the new area and such, and um, I don't know. I feel I think I hit on all the important points, and I. I feel like it's terrible that I made a speaker while me, Gnome, am bad at doing impromptu speeches, which is a shame and something I should work on. Or, like, start writing stuff in advance for this. Guess what? (laughs) I'm your GM. I can help. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, so... So Marx stands up and and, uh, in front of all of them, not even paying mind to the people who who signed their checks standing behind him and off to the left. Oh yeah, absolutely not. Who cares? Uh, What matters is the message, what matters is the people. And he he, uh, talks about the the importance of doing what's right and having uh, faith in your labor and not being uh, 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 alienated from your own work and uh, refusing to be commodified and uh, eventually you can't just be a tool of those who you can't just be a tool of those who have you have to be for yourself eventually (laughs) uh, one of them a a middle aged woman by the name of Tufter uh, says alright you can 
I don't really know half about what you're saying, but I know that a deal's a deal, and the deal that's made first and above the table is one that I reckon ought to be followed, even if I got dragged out here for the other one. And I think I speak for everybody here when I say we'd be glad to cart that, uh, but to where it's intended to go. And these people can offer up anything, but one thing that ain't for sale is my integrity. Here, here. And with a rousing here, here from everyone else, we uh, have a plan for tomorrow. <laughs> the here, we'll get here. Get those wagons and get them to that city. The here, here uh, nearly drowns out another knock, knock, knock on the door. There's a scream and a cry, and up it flies, and inside an empty handcart is the injured Saxon. And I think it's time for the player's turn. Alright, so everyone has one check except me who has two because I used my Driven against me once. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't worry about uh, taking care of Saxon. He's an NPC. Time will take care of him. That's fair. Cool. I, I would have spent my time healing him. So uh, I guess let's start with the people who we haven't had focus for a while. What's up with you two? We're just kind of making our... Little guard here, even though there's only two of us, we got number two. Mm-hmm. I think at this point we probably finished uh, covering up the the wagons. Yeah. As time goes on, as morning rises, a clear uh, spring day. Uh, there were, uh, and you you traded off watches. No more threats came. Uh, there there were some birds in the morning, uh, th- th- some robins of spring, but uh, they were a lot easier to to scare off with a brandish of your sword than the groundhogs of the night before. Mm-hmm. So yeah, let's let's spend some checks. Uh, do you have any goals you'd like to uh, succeed with? I'm almost half tempted to plant some grain here. I, there, there is some that probably doesn't fit in all the wagons since you had to dump one out. It's true. We don't want to waste grain either. Oh, what about the grain that fell out? When the, <laughs> the, yeah, the, the grain you dumped for Saxon's improvised med cart? Well, no, I mean before when the we were going through the rain and okay, we were delayed for like how many hours or whatever. That's all muddy grain. You don't want to eat that. <laughs> plant it. What do you say, Tander? If you want to plant some excess grain, that seems like a thing you can do while waiting for everyone else to show up. Just the idea of getting some uh, wild food out there. I think you kind of owe those uh, those groundhogs a slight apology for spending with an axe okay that sounds like an action to me uh, alright uh, with Mark's one of Mark's check turns mm-hmm. I had thought of a thing I want to do I want to make a friend among all these laborers so like someone I can just write down for my friend slot that's a what good was plan the, what was the name of that lady who spoke up Tufton T-U-F-T-A-N Tufton I will mark her down as a friend yeah, so I guess like I just chat with her okay. after the big speech moment a bit and just about whatever. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, was, I didn't tell me the details. They don't ever tell us the details. Just something got to be moved from A to B, yeah, and uh, still needs to be moved to A to B just to further B, and then you know a bit more. <laughs> well, that doesn't seem so bad. It should go a bit easier because there was like a whole group already trying to carry it themselves and having more hands will make it go quicker. Yep, 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 yep. I think it's time to say that uh, they've come back. Let's get moving. All right. 
you uh, are leading the way. You and uh, the rest of the patrol are leading the way to the original uh, destination. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's going to be a Pathfinder check. Very. It's two successes. All right. Uh, with that, uh, on these improved conditions, both weather and labor conditions, uh, that's enough to get you there. Not on time, obviously. You missed that long ago. In decent time. You get there, and everyone's very grateful to uh, have the uh, uh, delivery go as, as planned. All right. And then with my last check... Quick you should before... probably try to recover from angry. Yeah, that's what I was going to do. I was going to roll my four will to recover from anger. And it, I was just looking up how that works. And I just had to say, hey, what did I do to recover from anger? Oh, you know, I uh, pissed in the Cheerios of the people who were got me all worked up in the first place. I ruined their plans and I feel great about it. <laughs> Three successes. I am no longer angry. That's great. That's great. Okay. I have calmed down by getting my revenge things have worked out even though I was so despairing that they were not going to. Alright, so should we have a quick epilogue scene now that the, the mission is complete and successful? So, uh, out at the uh, new settlement, you find uh, the, the person who's who's leading that uh, mission? Endeavor? Endeavor. Who's like, well, thank you so much, and I hear you went through so much trouble, and we couldn't have done it without you, and uh, it's it's so good to see that uh, Last Fall's bounty will will be this spring's hope. It's incredible. Uh, I'm, I'm moved. I'm speechless. Uh, problem is, <laughs> we gotta name the darn thing. <laughs> uh, apparently, this the argument of what to call the settlement has been going on long enough that it's a joke. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's it's growing from seeds that have been uh, all across the territories, covered in mud, uh, defended from wild beasts, and some of them are already planted uh, days' journeys from here. Uh, how about wild seed? End of the session. A reward for goals, Ooh. beliefs, and instincts. When play has ended, go around the table. Each player, in turn, reads their belief, goal, and instinct. Uh, what are friend, uh, Francisca's belief, goal, and instinct? Well, her belief was the sweat we pour now prevents blood spilled by innocent mice. Um, her goal is, I will see that the grain delivered is planted and distributed. And instinct is never get into danger without at least a path out. Uh, 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 Tander, same question, please. Tander's belief is always striving for better things. Instinct is to find the perfect solution, and his goal was to get into a fight. And I think at this point, in this mission, I think he accomplished all three. Alright, and Marx's. Alright, uh, Marx's belief is no mouse should go hungry while any mouse grows fat. My goal was no civilian comes to harm. And my instinct is I must always help the hungry and injured. If you acted on your belief, you get a fate point. If you worked toward your goal, you get a fate point. So I, do I get two? Uh, if you worked toward your goal but did not accomplish it, you get a fate point for that. So if you accomplished it, no. You get something else for accomplishing your goal. Uh, if you played your instinct, you can get a fate point. All right. 
I, I believe I played to my belief in my instincts. That's two fate points, but I accomplished my goal. If you accomplished your goal, you get a persona point. All right, so I have two fate and one persona. I think I'm a three fate, two persona. Uh, because you didn't spend any that you previously had? No. Yeah, okay, cool. Francesca, how many fate and persona did you get from your belief, goal, and instinct? Well, the grain was eventually uh, delivered and being distributed because we got it to the town, so I think I accomplished it, didn't I? Yeah, that's definitely a persona point. That is a persona. Uh, I'm not sure if I got the instincts, because, well... That's fine. So just one fate point, then, for your belief. Yeah. If you played against your belief, not just like you forgot, but you had a chance to do what you believe, but dramatically did something else, that's worth a persona point. I don't really think anybody did that. Yeah, I think Marx had a momentary crisis of faith, but upon like reanalyzing the situation, I ended up playing to my belief. Now we pick tonight's MVP, the uh, an award that goes to the player who made the crucial contribution that the patrol needed to complete their mission. The group as a whole decides who gets a persona point for being MVP. I'm going to nominate Marks for that. Can I vote for myself? Because I <laughs> feel selfish, which is against Marks's nature. It, it may be selfish, but I think it's also accurate. Uh, Drackle, do, do you concur? <laughs> Yes. Okay. Now the workhorse. Sometimes one player carries the group through a lot of tough stuff. His character has all the right skills and he makes rolls to keep things moving. The workhorse award is award for him up uh, you get a persona point. You cannot be both the MVP and workhorse for the same session. I'm voting for Tander. We made him do a lot of rolls and do a lot of message <laughs> back, and back and forth. I was thinking Tander. Tander did a yeah. lot. All those new skills he got. Well, almost got on the way to getting. Oh, well, <laughs> Tander did a lot of work today. All right, so take a persona point for being workhorse, Tander. And Thank the you. embodiment award. This reward is for the player who most embodied his or her character's conditions during the game. Uh, I don't know if we want to do this one because I feel like I didn't give out that many conditions. Yeah, were, were I mean, convincingly hungry, angry, or tired. Yeah, I, I was. A little angry, but I was also the only person who got a condition other than hungry that we all immediately ate afterwards, so I feel like it'd be a little unfair, because I'm the one who got a chance. That's fine. But hey, yeah. now you've all got a bigger pile of uh, fate and a few persona points, so don't be afraid to use them in the future. That's how yeah. you get them. Uh so uh, before we uh, end the session, well, we've ended the session, but before we end the episode, I'd like to thank everybody for listening to our very first uh, Mouse Guard session. I think we, we had some fun. I think uh, we achieved some of my personal goals of getting to know the characters and having uh, a mission that explored some of their beliefs and some of the themes of the setting. And uh, as time goes on, we'll... Uh, a lot of this stuff that seems new because it's a new system will become more natural and I'm excited for that to get a little smoother as well I got one last thing to say sure and that's when Tander steps through the gates of this newly newly uh, arrived town so we're flashing forward like a few years when it's built 
No, no, I think, like, as they approach okay. the, the build site... The clearing Tinder, where we set it he, up. Yeah, he triumphantly draws his sword, points it into the sky, and says, Mission complete. <laughs> oh, put that away, you dork. Uh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. let him have his fun. He worked hard. Taryn is just shaking her head and pretending she doesn't know you. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I feel like I could get along with Taryn very well right now. Yeah. You want to trade Tenderpaw with Saxon? She's not a Tenderpaw. She's gar- she graduated. You came up with <laughs> that. Get on her level. <laughs> I was talking as Francesca. <laughs> so, uh, uh, backing out out of character again. Uh, thanks again for listening, and thanks to the three of you for playing. Uh, our next session is going to be with the other half of our players as they do something completely different in a completely different area of the territories. And uh, that'll be fun. Feel free to give us a rating and review on iTunes. Also, spread this link around. This is a brand new uh, campaign. Perfect jumping in point. Our last campaign went uh, to an long. intimidatingly large size but this one yeah. is fresh and new a newborn babe so nothing to be afraid of here it's except, a lot smaller except whistle pigs i guess <laughs> so with that good night folks good night, good night. Na, 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 na.